find it. And so I've been, I would say that, yes, I, to answer your question, I've been like delving into a lot of things on YouTube, particularly when I'm either sitting down eating <laughs> or uh, when I take time to watch it or while I'm editing images, uh, I'll, I'll listen to things uh, related to self-help and, and like I said, some of these areas, just anything to improve myself, to make myself, help myself become a better version of myself as to barring the cliche there as, as people say. But so, yeah, I would say I've done a lot of that, especially starting in COVID. COVID is what, or that pandemic is what helped me kind of look inward and to really access, to find information and seek information. And so I've done that. And that's one thing that changed for me since the pandemic began. Yeah, I know. I And also I've been expanding. I used to just listen to a podcast of like friends and, and, or somebody that I know was going to be on a podcast, but actually I've been listening to podcasts to improve myself lately. Like there's one about art called the lonely palette, which is really an interesting one. It's um, basically, she's an art historian and a curator and she focuses on one painting at a time and really talks about the entire significance of the painting and stuff. And it's, some of them are artists I've never heard of. It's very interesting. And, and then um, I, I have a couple of history podcasts I listen to and stuff like Just stuff to expand. I, I mean, I'm not exactly ill-read or anything. It's just that when you feel like you're in a rut, what you need to do is expand, get out of it, uh, try new things, and this is my way of doing it. It's it's very cerebral way of doing it, but it's helping me. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, that, that's that's exactly kind of what I'm talking about as well, just the same kind of thing where it's just a lot of, uh, yeah, just like self-help or just whatever, you know, anything that you think you can find out about through, I guess, other people's experiences or p other people's teachings that can help you out or or that you can look at or if you just have an interest in, mm -hmm. uh, which a lot of it is just bad, it's just simply things you're, you're interested in, you can find that information because, I mean, that's the, that's the blessing of something like YouTube is that everybody is putting their content of whatever they're good at or they're interested in or whatever they, they, they want to sell or whatever it is online now, so you can find it. And it, it kind of makes the world a more interesting place in, in, in that regard. I like to, I love YouTube, but I love to look at stuff that's different on YouTube than what most people do. Like, <laughs> I, yeah. I spent like three hours listening to an old Dick Cavett interview with Katherine Hepburn. It was the only time she'd ever been interviewed on television. Um, huh. It was just really fascinating. This, the reason it was really interesting was she didn't like to talk about herself because if she gave away too much, she, she felt like she was giving away the secret of her her, her acting and and her 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 secret way of doing things. But she came on because she's friends with Lauren Bacall. And Lauren Bacall loved Dick, and she loved being on his show, so she said she'd come on, and she it was like, a, it was supposed to be sort of like a tour of the studio, uh, sitting down just chatting with him, seeing what it's like. Uh, five minutes into it, they had the film going, because they were doing, at least capture her for a little bit, you know. I don't know if it was just for Dick or what, but suddenly she said, well, 
we're here, let's do it. And she ended up doing three hours, and she ended up getting jobs from it. Oh, wow. Isn't that fascinating? That's uh, interesting, yeah. Yeah, I just... Very interesting. It was just, yeah, she's a very, she's a very interesting woman. Um, yeah, that's on YouTube. It's like um, the first hour is basically her telling uh, a dick what a terrible rug he has, and uh, <laughs> that is the ugliest rug. I can't. I don't even. I can't even look at it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's little little nuggets of uh, entertainment within within that. You know, that's great. I mean, it's like. Who would, have, who would have thunk to have found that, you know, in YouTube of all places? Well, especially somebody as classic as Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, exactly. And she's kind of a, a bit aloof and rare, you know, I guess, with the public appearances, uh, like you said. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. But interesting and funny, too. She's really funny. She's, You know how she is in her comedies that she's like a motor mouse? She, does, she doesn't stop talking? Well, that's the way she really yeah. was. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, and it's funny because I remember her from that movie uh, on Golden Pond, and with Henry Fonda, or was it was it with Henry Fonda? Yeah, Henry Fonda. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I just thought that was yeah. That, I just remember her, and that always sunk in because I watched that movie when I was you know a kid basically when that came out when it first came out. But it was a pretty well received movie back. I think it was the early '80s when that came out, mm-hmm. and and I remember watching it thinking, oh, it was a good movie. And she left an impression, you know, on me. And she was a much older actress at that time, you know, because I was later in her career. But I remember I remember that movie, and it just sort of – I always think of her whenever you mention her name. That's, that's the, you know, that's the person I think of was from that movie. It's funny. How she was and how she was kind of spinsterish and, you know, but still very married, sharp and, just, and then kind of intense. <laughs> in her own way, you know? Yeah, but in that show, she was married <laughs> to Aaron and yeah. to Henry Fonda. <laughs> yeah, which which was made it, yeah, it just, it really, that's maybe what made it kind of sink in. It was like, you could feel that, that relationship there. It was, uh, it, was a, it, was, it was an interesting movie. I mean, or it was, it, it left an impression, I should say, when I was, when I was, about, I was about maybe 11 or 12 when I saw it, so, yeah, I, I remember, it was uh, her, speaking of her. It was, uh, uh, Henry Fonda's last movie. Yeah, it was kind of bittersweet too, from what I recall. Yeah, what was really sweet was because um, uh, I I, um, I saw some behind the scenes, and also she did talk about that movie because Henry was very good friends with Spencer Tracy, who was Catherine's lover, and she um, she gave uh, uh, Henry one of Spencer's hats. And huh. and he wore it in the movie. The hat he was wearing. Oh wow! That was Spencer Tracy's hat. Huh? I never would have known. <laughs> yeah. But cool. Yeah. Isn't that cool? I guess, I guess he didn't mind wearing it. <laughs> oh no! He was touched. Really huh. touched. Wow, interesting. But yeah, I love her. She's brilliant. But I've seen a lot of her movies. Yeah, I've seen her in other movies. I did. Yeah, but the one I mentioned uh, on Golden Pond, that's the one that I most re- recall, I mean, the, left the largest impression. Because I saw her in m- movies when she was a lot younger. And, uh, yeah, she's pretty distinct in her voice. That voice is very distinct. Yeah. 
she said she was, it was, that was another thing that was on the Zig Cavett interview. She said it was all luck. She goes, I happen to, I happen to have good bones, so I photograph well. I have a voice that's different. And she goes, for that time when I first started, I was different, but it was easy to look at. And she goes, it, it was just luck. That's what she said. And she, and she goes, it was talent. It was hard work. But it was luck, too. It was really, she's very honest. <sighs> was. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, very cool. Yeah. Anyway, so that was what, and you, when you were talking about YouTube, I, was, I just finished watching. I mean, I didn't watch it all in one sitting, because that's a lot. But I just finished watching it this afternoon. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah, well, right on. Good, yeah. A good day to watch it. A nice mon blustery Monday afternoon or Monday morning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was eating my lunch and watching Catherine Hepburn. Not bad way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, could, could be worse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> For sure. But definitely, definitely worth it. If you ever, I mean, you'd have to cut it up because it's like three parts and it's an hour each part, so you'd have to cut it up. But one of the things okay. that happened, which I think is fascinating, was... Um, uh, one of Dick's questions was, would you ever work with Laurence Olivier? And she goes, well, I, I've wanted to. We were, they were trying to a couple of times, but it just didn't work out. But he goes, she goes, but we're both still alive. But what Dick said in the next part was that somebody from a film company saw that put it together and they did a TV called Love Among the, I think it was Love Among the Ruins or something like that. So from this interview, she got a gig wow. <laughs> with Lawrence wow. Olivier. <laughs> wow. Well, interesting. So I thought that was, it's just interesting because it's like, it was something that was really off the cuff that she even did the interview. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you saw that. That's cool. Yeah, it was I know cool. you have an interesting classic Hollywood, uh, you know, uh, male and female actors, and yeah, just I know that's a kind of a passion of yours. So I'm glad you glad you caught that. It helps it helps uh, add to your you know your experience with you know gathering knowledge and watching that stuff. So I'm I'm, I'm glad you had that. That's good. Well, the one reason I wanted to ask you about this is because. Um, one thing she was saying was the way she looked, her bone structure, it was the way her face was, is why she became famous. Is that what you look for in a as a photographer? Not necessarily beauty, because she she's not a classic beauty, but is that what you look for as a photographer? The bone structure? Um... Hmm, I, I, that's a good question. I would say eh, it sort of depends. That's a, I mean, yes and no. It's not so much bone structure. It's more about, I mean, yeah, bone structure. I mean, if, if I'm looking, okay, it depends on the situation. If I'm looking to photograph a model for a specific purpose, then, yeah, I'm going to be looking at every aspect of the physicality, like the, the bone structure, of course, their height, you know, how lean they are, are they, are they, excessively muscular or they you know excessively uh you know like out of shape or or in shape whatever it is you know those are all factors that play into what i'm looking it's all about casting really 
and you know like for instance like if we're doing a photographing a dress a specific dress uh which we we we, we are have a lot more of these really cool uh fashion shoots that you've been aware of uh and that you've taken interest in uh, coming up uh you know we're always looking for models that have to have a certain look because it's sort of like casting they have to fit the dress right they have to look good in it they have to it has to be something that you could see a person with a body like that in that specific outfit. There's all these factors. So yeah, bone structure plays a role in it, but it's also their eyes. It's also the, you know, it could be the color of their hair. It could be the color of their eyes. It could be the, the skin tone. You know, do we want a darker skin model? Do we want a lighter skin model? There's all these factors that play into it. So bone structure is just one category. It's not, it's not the all of it. Um, you know, like, for instance, Catherine Hepburn, like you mentioned, she's she's in a motion picture role. So there's much more at play than just her bone structure. It's also how she carries herself. It's how her voice sounds. It's how she delivers. It's her sense of spontaneity. It's, it's, it, there's so many nuances that you got to pay attention to when you're doing something as complex as, as, a, as, a, as a casting role for a motion picture or, you know, film, commercial, whatever it may be. But with a photo shoot, when it's just still images... It's really about how that image is going to look and how all those things kind of have to play through just the model's appearance, but then how they wear the dress and how they, and, and then of course it's all up to me to capture in a unique way that shows maybe what we want to show as far as the nature and the quality of the dress itself, but then also, you know, something maybe put a little twist on, on the composition and, and the lighting and, and the colors and the all that kind of stuff. So it, there's so many factors that play into it. It's a very comp complicated set of things that goes into that. But that's casting. That's basically what, you know, when we cast somebody for a part or a photo shoot, all these things play a part in it. And, I mean, it seems like it's common sense, but it is. It's just that it is what we do. And, and so, yeah, bone structure is a part of it. <laughs> to answer <laughs> your question in sort of a long-winded way, but, yeah, there's just many more factors than that, too. I also want to ask another question. It's about another classic actor, but it was, she's just an example. Um, Judy Garland. Judy Garland had beautiful eyes, gorgeous hair, and she was extraordinarily talented. But right. there's some movies that she looks effervescently beautiful, and then there's other movies that she doesn't. And it's not makeup. It's, it's I think it's the lighting but I'm not sure, and that's my question. Can it, does lighting change the way how how you look on film? Is that is that like why like in something like Meet Me in St. Louis, she looks more beautiful than she <laughs> ever did in ever, any other movie, as far as I'm concerned. Um, um, but you know what I mean? Is 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 light lighting the thing that does that? Yeah, lighting can play a huge role in, in how a, a, an actress or model or actor appears. But also there's a lot, again, there's a lot of other factors. It also happens to be what part in their life were they in? Were they in a part where they happened to be in sort of like their the pinnacle of their beauty? Like, you know, I don't know how old she was in Meet Me in St. Louis. Uh, I know like in Wizard of Oz, I think she was 15. So she obviously looked very young and very youthful. But... Um, and meet me in St. Louis. I don't know how old she was, but she maybe was at that her, point in her life, she. Uh, I was just going to say she was in her was, early twenties. Okay, so then she was probably at, at, at the height of her beauty. But, you know, a lot of women really kind of have that beauty peak in their twenties, 
throughout their 20s, maybe going into their early 30s, you know, and that's probably where she was. So she, and maybe if she was taking really good care of herself, maybe she, I don't know, it depends on what your definition of beauty is, how you perceive her. But, you know, she, I also knew she was taking a lot of diet pills uh, as of the Wizard of Oz, and her diet was very, very minimal because she had to look very thin, even as a child actress, I, I heard. And so I don't know what she was doing with her body and, how well she was taking care of herself, how well, you know, how well she was eating or sleeping, if any of that played a role. It's hard to say why she appeared more beautiful to you in, in that movie. But lighting, of course, can play a role. It can make someone look very monstrous or very, you know, angelic. It just depends on a lot of factors. But I'd have to see it and look at it uh, to really kind of pinpoint what that was that you saw. But I, I think it was probably more than just the lighting. If he felt like she looked better, then it was a good bet that there was probably maybe she was at a good, better part. You know, like just somehow she found the right combination of things to do and to eat and whatever that just really brought her to have an appearance on screen that looked just right, in your opinion. So I don't know. I mean, it could have been the lighting, but it was probably, I think there was more than that at, at work there. I think one of the reasons. And this is because I, I'm a nut and I know a lot about Hollywood. Um, but one of the reasons was she was in love. She, that's when she fell in love. Oh, okay. with, she fell in love with Vincent Minnelli, Liza's dad, um, when she made that movie. Uh, so she was glowing. She was glowing. And you could tell. Yeah, that's a it, very, it was that's captured. A very, uh, good possibility. It was captured. But I also thought it was enhanced by lighting, but it could just be her joy and happiness. Absolutely, sure. That's all. Again, there's all these factors, like I said, what's happening at that point in her life that maybe made her look look better. So that could have been very well part of it. You're, you're very right. And just the very act of being in love could be a a fact. It makes someone appear more beautiful. Have, it just have, I don't know, just that energy, that, that glow they talk about, you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, they she was the, I think she was one that was one of the happiest times when she was making a movie was because of Vincent Minnelli. Um I I just was curious. I I always am curious about lighting and structure and stuff like that in photography and in filmmaking because it it it, it there's so many aspects of it that are sort of like deep and mysterious and <laughs> So, yeah, and you're a great photographer, so I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, well, you're you're exactly right. That that's there, there's a lot of things that play play a role, and and it depends on what you know. You're, the the casting director's looking for. If they're looking for someone who looks emaciated and unhealthy. Uh, you know, they'll do that. They'll even have actors, you know, basically starve themselves and go on such extreme diets where they'll become either extremely overweight or extremely skinny and gaunt, you know, uh, just to make the part look more real and believable, the character. And, and so it just, and again, that depends on what's, what's required in the role, you know, or, or, or the part. So it's all, again, it's all about the casting yeah. and what's, and what's required to get the look and the aesthetic that makes it look more believable and real. And that's what people latch on to. That's what gives them, you know, that sense of like, uh, immersion in, in the role, you know, whether you're in the actor or the uh, the spectator. It's it's very interesting. It's all it's like um, 
Anne Hathaway lost a lot of weight to do Les Mis. But at the same time, she couldn't allow herself to get sick because she needed her voice to be strong. It's just right, this weird, right. it's like, yeah, it's like a dichotomy there, because um, uh, she was supposed to be a starving waif. Um, yeah, Christian Bale did something similar too, uh, from what I remember, from like The Dark Knight to like was it The Mechanic or something? Uh, you know, he lost like a ton of weight and just almost he he, he almost looked like he would have to be hospitalized. He lost so much weight, but that's how extreme these actors are, you know, with what they do. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the same year that Anne did Devil Wears Prada, so, yeah, she definitely went different sizes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it just shows you what they'll go through, you know, and it's it's incredible. I mean, you, you've seen all these actor physical transformations, uh, you know, especially for the superhero roles, and, you know, like, they just, the the, the actor, the Hollywood workout, you know, they get these trainers, they get these actors in shape in short amount of time, and they look amazing, and you wonder how they do it. It's just, it's so funny, but yeah, that's definitely, it's all part of what's required in this industry, you know, so food for thought. Yeah, it is. It's very interesting. Um, so tell me about your projects. I know you have a slew of them. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I do. Um, right now we're just, uh, Galena, the fashion designer who I've always mentioned and who you, you know of, um, from past interviews, she and I have more projects coming up. Uh, we have a shoot coming up this weekend with a model uh, in a specific location here in town, which should be very cool, in a dress that she had submitted to a contest in New Zealand. It's just really cool and avant-garde. That's coming up on uh, Saturday, this next Saturday. Um, I am working on this piece that I'm creating, this fabricated piece that will be uh, a wearable component for a fashion show that we're going to actually produce that we hope now, based on our uh, talks with the uh, gentleman who's in charge of the, uh, the space, uh, we hope that it will be in September uh, coming up, so uh, in about nine months. So that's I'm, I'm working on fabricating parts and pieces for that, building a landscape for it, a lot of fabrication, a lot of hands-on creative stuff, which I, I'm spending all my spare time on outside of my photo shoots, which I'm really excited about, and I'll, I'll definitely tell you more about that. And you'll be seeing lots of... Uh, imagery related to that as it gets closer so that's coming up and then we have another very cool fashion shoot with a different model uh than the one i mentioned earlier um who i've been wanting to work with for a long time uh she's with a local agency modeling agency here in phoenix and uh she's just got this amazing look so we think that she would be perfect for these uh another couple of very interesting dresses avant-garde dresses that uh, the designer has, has created and so that's coming up, and that will involve a paint scheme uh, at this location where I do a lot of my shoots. Uh, so that it'll be more color coordinated with the uh, outfit, but again, just very, um, just <laughs> I would just say just take a look at my Instagram because that will give you an idea of the kind of uh, structure and texture that these dresses have. And that's coming up probably here around the between the 25th and 27th of this month. So there's a lot of a lot of cool things coming down the pipeline. Just have to just kind of stay tuned to my Instagram, and uh, that's where I post the most uh, up-to-date things. And then, yeah, uh, beyond that, just jobs for clients, which I have a big one coming up at the end of this month, doing some more uh, more commercial type stuff, which would be like skincare products and stuff. So, so as part of my job is to photograph um, uh, uh, inanimate objects as well as people. <laughs> 
Well, that's that's interesting too. I mean, uh, artists have done that for years, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it's what keeps the wheels turning. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and uh, brings in the income. Yep. Um, I mean, how many bowls of fruit have uh, painters painted? <laughs> Right, <laughs> and they're all different when you look at it in a gallery. But you wouldn't think it would be different, but it is. <laughs> right, ah, the still life. Yes. 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 Um, yeah, I just I I remember it was it was an expedition of still life from like I have a thing for the impressionist period, and that was what the period uh -huh. was, and I thought okay. How many different kinds of bowls of fruit can you make? What I was shocked was how many different kinds of bowls of fruit can they make? It was just—they did a really good job. It was extraordinary. <laughs> oh well, okay. Well, that's cool. I yeah, didn't I mean, think I was going to like it, of, but I did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and yet I've seen some gorgeous paintings of bowls of fruit, for instance, by you know different painters that I'm like. Oh my God! The light, the way they capture light is, is, is that's incredible and just it's, it's delicious and it's, it's a two-dimensional image. And anyway, yeah, there's there's but you're right. Back to what you're saying, there there is you know things that we photograph or that we produce works of art from that are sometimes you look at it and think, okay, you know, it's a it's a bottle of skin cream, but <laughs> let's make it look cool. Yeah. Well, I mean. There are people that win awards for doing commercials with that kind of stuff. So that's right. I mean, personally, I mean, one bottle of skin cream is just like any other. But if it's really a classy or um, interesting or different shooting of it, hey. You know, I guess it deserves an award. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and it, you know, it just depends on what's required. The jobs, you know, jo the job takes you where it takes you. But uh, the, the creative stuff that I'm talking about doing, like, these are these are more personal projects. So they're a little bit outside of the actual, oh, yeah. um, you know, like uh, commissioned type gigs. But they're, but they're also sort of you know, what, I, what I really enjoy doing. So though, that's why I try to talk about that stuff on your show because that's kind of like you know what where my my heart my passion is and that's what i think people want to hear about the, the fun creative stuff because you know i think the world needs more of that yeah <laughs> it's just well, it's just uh, it's what it's what makes us it's what gives us excitement and sense of wonder and and uh creativity you know as a matter of fact a uh, quote i just heard it, that i actually was reminded of that i love um was just like so poignant and so perfect and, and I would I would leave you on this because I, I actually have to kind of wrap it up and get going because I have a, another meeting coming up but this is I would say the quote of the day for you and to all the listeners is that creativity is intelligence having fun I like that I that love that Einstein. that's great that is by Albert Einstein yeah oh and would be <laughs> yeah. you, would, you, you would quote from a genius Chris <laughs> And I thought that when I when I saw that I was like, oh my god, that is exactly right because that's how I feel. How do I describe all the goofy, crazy, fun things that I that I have, get myself involved in? And it's that's really what it is. It's like whatever intelligence I happen to have, I'm trying to have fun with it in this world while I'm alive. So that that is where creativity is 
his, his birds from, and, and, and I think the way he the way he said that is, is perfect. So, yeah. anyways, it's just uh, something we should all we should all embrace our inner intellect and, and be creative as much as we can with everything we do in life. Yep. Um, before you go, can you give your uh, Instagram uh, page and your website? Yes, my Instagram is uh, my name Chris Loomis Photo, and that's C H R I S L O O M is in Mary I S photo p-h-o-t-o chris loomis photo that's my instagram and then my website is chris loomis.com c-h-r-i-s-l-o-o-m-i-s.com thank you and um yeah so check check me out if anyone has an interest please do uh always happy to share my work uh my newest stuff too on my instagram with uh anyone who wants to take a look and see what what all these fun things are all about that we're doing and uh there's more to come so stay tuned thank you and uh, thank you very much for coming on the show. I know you're busy. Oh, no, that's, I'm glad I could squeeze it in today, and it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Sherry. Thank you. And thank you for chatting with Sherry. Thank you.